It came and it went. It honestly came and went. <laughs> it really went. Yeah. Like, it really suddenly came and then it absolutely went. Like, are we sure it's 2016? <laughs> it's still that early phase where you, you're, like, messing up your the checks that you're cutting. Yeah, yeah. And, totally. You know, Everything's about to bounce scratch out the 15. <laughs> Right, but uh, like honestly, if you write 2015, it's not a bad. It's not like just you know, the the drawing from going from a five to a six really isn't yeah, that hard. Yeah, true. Oh my god, as opposed to like eight to nine, which was like so much scratching with that like uh, line in the nine. Yeah, you need an eraser. Six to for seven that is also brutal. Like, there's no roundness to seven. You're just suddenly like, ugh, we need to do this over again. So, I think we're ready for 2016. Just just for that yeah. fact, it sounds like it's going to be an easier honestly, year. Honestly, maybe that should be like the new theory going in, like. Maybe the harder years are the ones where switching between the numbers when you're writing is harder. Like four right. and five, like should be easy, but I don't know. Depending on how you do your fours, that's tough. It's very subjective. Yeah, that's rough. That's a rough one. If there was some way to skip, like you know, a couple years and have it be like four to eight, yeah. that's oh, ideal. Oh, totally. Because then you just round the top and round the bottom. Yeah. Boom. You got your eight right should there, bro. Should we have bro. a show on CNN Finance? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, this isn't really about money. Like, no, but it's numbers. Yeah, yeah. that's a good idea. Oh, if only we could pitch. Let's pitch the show. Well, welcome to this episode. First episode of 2016. Yeah. Welcome to the year in review, 2016. Year in review. Year in review and Some year ahead. Some of our ahead. favorite things. You love this shit? I yeah. love it. I do love your, your, uh, your oh, retrospectives. Me too. They're so fun. I feel like critics are always like, we hate top 10 lists, but I'm like, give me the list. I don't have time. I do love lists. I love a good list. Love clicking, love lists. Yeah, it's fun to see what you'd been missing. <laughs> and it's also fun to just disagree with people. Yeah, oh, totally, totally, totally. When you when you just realize, like, oh, this was a year in which I should have, I was happy to have steered cleared of your opinion because everything you said was just wrong. So this episode is mostly just going to be us rambling about some of the th- things that we liked in 2015, some of the things we thought were fucking dumb in 2015. Yeah. Uh, I'm not even sure if we're going to have like a, a good friend devil tongue. Maybe we can ad lib yeah, that one. That'll sort of come into fruition. Just, you know, I think by the end of it with everything, whatever the connected tissue between the things we love and the things we thought were stupid are, will probably be the tongue and the good friend. Maybe we can do this. Once we finish our list of things that we uh, want to talk about, we'll choose like a devil tongue and a good friend. Yeah, from that that's list. good. That sounds good. The one that really just reigns supreme. Right. I love that. Well, I, I would like to start things off. I have a nomination for something that I'd like Launch to remember. Daddy. And this is honestly like might be the number one or two seeded devil tongue item um, of the list. But who can forget when I think of 2015, when I get, I'm going to look back and I'm an old guy, and maybe it's like 2045 and I've got a replaced yeah. hip. I'm always going to remember the blue and gold slash blue and black oh, dress. Oh, my favorite. My favorite meme. What a fucking dumb are you kidding meme. kidding me? Wow. <laughs> Our lists are about to be complete opposite because that was most definitely my favorite thing ever. <laughs> this was the stupidest shit. I woke up to it the day of all time. my birthday and was like, what a gift. <laughs> <laughs> what a gift. I literally got teary-eyed and I was like, how wonderful. I could have never hoped for something so beautiful. Okay, tell me what you're thinking. I was obsessed. Is that like the meme of the year? It's like the meme of the year, right? It's it was one of them. It was one of the ones that like really, really, really like caught the nation by it surprise. It also like brought the nation to its knees. <laughs> it did. <laughs> yeah. It like split families apart. Yes. It might have caused some kind of war in a far off land that we're not yeah, aware it's of. It's weird that nobody has uh, tied the chaos of the latter half of 2015 to the emergence of the dress <laughs> in the first half. <laughs> You're gonna tell me that like. All of like the police brutality and the stuff going on in Syria is not right. connected to the dress. Right. Really, you're gonna tell me that? <laughs> it was a big point of contention um, at my office, uh, within my own family. Um, I think within my the apartment that we used to live in. I think it, we could say that we didn't talk for a good three weeks because of yeah uh, this I phenomena. You in the face. <laughs> like, um, I was in. I was in the I was I was staunchly in the it's blue. Okay, and black, yeah, no, I was too. Uh, but camp. did you know? <laughs> so we were just not talking by accident because we didn't You're communicate. Right. Um, but did you know people that saw white and gold? Because I did, and I was like, "What's happening here?" Yeah, and I thought they were uh, idiots, <laughs> um, and I didn't know what the fuck was wrong with their eyes. 
I honestly don't know how you could mistake that blue for white. I don't think it's a mistake. That That's what's gold. crazy about the dress. I think it's like an optical thing. <laughs> Am I wrong? It might be. I think there's like a specific sh- the shade in, uh, in like the lighting of the, of the original picture that was going around Twitter. Mm-hmm. I could kind of see how you'd think it's it's white, but that's that's a that's a yes. That's there a started dress. to be articles where they like adjusted like the sort of like saturation of the photo in mm. order to like mm. try to lighten it to see mm. how people see. And then there were some times where I saw that photo in white and gold. Um, and now the, the those people who were saturating the photo now are like the lead editors at the right. New York Times. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that was, like, the, like, (laughs) God bless the person who found that at BuzzFeed or whatever. Were you, was that person just promoted to, like, CEO Uh, of, like, Goldman Sachs because they didn't know what was going on? (laughs) It was, like, the thing. It was, like, the white whale. So many clicks. Oh, so many clicks. So many clicks. It was, that's the thing that was annoying about it. I could appreciate the dress. I liked the dress because I was, like, this is so, like, this is just so the internet. This is like, it's so arbitrary the way the internet is, but it's also all just about people seeing the same thing in a different way. It was like a very telling symbol of like how the internet functions as the lowest common denominator and also too. Like the most complicated thing ever. Right. Because there's so many things on the internet that, you know, if you go on Twitter, there's like things that trend and people will start talking about something and whatever. But this is one of those things that like every, my mom knew about it like the next day. Right. It was like a, a talking point for like a totally. Least a it was like the Taylor Swift of memes. It kind of like crossed race, gender, age, continent. Right. <laughs> um, so maybe maybe the dress really should be that good was friends quick. since it brought everybody together. <laughs> brought everyone together at, right after tearing yeah. them apart. Did your parents right. see? Did anyone see white and gold in your family? Not well. No, I. I, I um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think everybody in my family's smart, and they saw black. Blue. Oh, you are really convinced it's a matter of intelligence. <laughs> I think so. I think it is. If you see white and gold, go get like your IQ checked at a. I don't know where do they do that. Doctors. That's a doctor's good question. Office? Where do you get your IQ, IQ tests? <laughs> I, I feel know. like the fact that no one knows is the reason no one knows their their IQ. Everyone's Planned Parenthood? Maybe Planned Parenthood can open an IQ check. Oh center. my god, should I bomb a Planned Parenthood and not because of my stance on abortions, because I'm just really <laughs> self-conscious about my low IQ? <laughs> this was definitely the year of acting irrationally yeah. politically. <laughs> so that would be very yeah. <laughs> Oh yes. Very We will get to the we will get to the irrationality yes, later. That will definitely be something to touch on. But yeah, no, the dress was crazy. That's a good one. I think that's a great one to start with. It was also pretty early in the year because it literally happened the day after my birthday. So it was like around February. Okay, Rod, your turn to nominate one of your favorite things or most memorable things from 2015. Um, okay, so one of my most memorable things from 2015 that I also like low-key didn't understand at all, like, didn't know what was going on, was that like left shark from the Katy Perry. Ah, <laughs> that Katy left Perry shark. Yes. I didn't know what was going on with that, and I didn't know what we were up to culturally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really get it. It was like a two-second thing that kind of just took off during the Super Bowl. It really took off. Like, people were left shark for Halloween, and I was like, pardon me? <laughs> this happened it's, in doesn't January. It seem like such an obs- yeah, right? Doesn't it seem like it's such an obscure reference? It was so obs- It was obscure while it was happening. I was like, is this shark really stealing the show i don't really i like just missed it it reminded me kind of of how i felt after i didn't see janet jackson's boob at that one super bowl where i was like once again i'm missing the real story at the halftime show no 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 no. you're not the left shark is dumb it's dumb it's not memorable i i wouldn't have i'm looking at a gif of it right now it's like maybe half step behind the right (laughs) right oh is that what it was that it was slow it's like slow and 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 like got the dance moves wrong. So cruel, so cruel we were to cruel. Left Shark. <laughs> I know, and it's like Katy Perry. It's like off to the left. You know, if you're not really watching it, you wouldn't have gotten it. Oh my god! <laughs> they don't even look like their dance moves. They could have just been indiscriminately waving their right, hands. That was the thing that was confusing. I was like, I'm sorry. Are we critiquing Left Shark for not getting the choreography? Because I'm pretty sure these plush sharks can't move. They're not even right, dancing. <laughs> stupid human in an oversized shark thing and they probably can't see out of it God, this was that was so annoying that also made me just want to set Katy perry on fire like to be honest did we discuss like what we thought of her super bowl halftime show in the super bowl episode i'm sure we did i think we i think we did i was upset that there wasn't uh, a wardrobe malfunction right. and then you, and then we both kind of decided that the most memorable part was missy elliott oh yes i forgot oh, already forgot but that is absolutely true she stole the damn yes. show i was showing my little brother missy elliott videos yesterday that he'd like never seen and he was like feeling it so yeah left shark very forgettable very forgettable 
Yeah. All right. Okay, you go. Um, okay. Uh, this is also one that I think um, maybe in the latter half, last three or four months, really permeated culture uh, to the point where I just wanted people to stop it with the Netflix and chill. Uh, Woo! That one had a hot three seconds before it was co-opted and destroyed. Yeah. It was a lot. That one was a lot. That one's a weird one. That became, like, vocab really quickly. And then, like, yeah, it's one of these ones that people dressed up for, like, in Halloween with, like, a bag of ice and, like, a shirt that says Netflix on it. Right, right. I mean, it's funny because, like, that that has always been such a alt-Halloween costume, like, the visual pun. Yeah. And so the meme meme culture just makes it so real. Like, so People love meme uh, Halloween costumes. I know, what about that? People love it, and I'm like, you know, you're literally choosing something that is dangerously subjective in how dated it is. <laughs> it's, you know, it's, if you dress up, like, one's perception of memes tells you the most about them as, like, sort of a, a person in their taste. It's really vulnerable. It's why I sort of, like, mm. don't engage with them at all, because I don't, because, like, if you're too late or too, you know, on a meme, it, That's it so says true. so much about you. It's scary. Right. Like right now, if I were to try to make a Netflix and chill joke on Twitter, I don't like people would probably just oh my god, it'd be so laugh awkward. at how right they would laugh at how awful and stupid. Totally, and it's sort of like singing in public. That's what I compare like embracing a meme to. It's just very like you're putting yourself out there because you could look like an idiot and you don't even know. Right. So Netflix and chill was is a euphemism uh, for having sex. Yeah, I think yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm confused because I think some people honestly think of of netflix and chill is like putting on netflix and and like kicking back and having a good time which frankly is also a thing (laughs) also cool but it started as like a thing to be like you're like hitting up your 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 butt buddy and being like hey netflix and chill as in like come over and let's do it let's get down no completely 100 percent. it's actually very true for my friend josh who literally invited like multiple different people over at different times to watch citizen four and has still never seen it. <laughs> uh, oh, because he would, he would what? like his Netflix he would hook up and with chill. them as they were Was watching citizen? fucking citizen four. <laughs> yeah. That was like, that's his, his go-to bone movie. Oh my God. What? A movie about surveillance with the computer open while you're hooking with up. With Edward like, Snowden. Kind of hot. Have you seen that movie? I've seen like, I mean, I get it makes sense because it's so boring that you like you lose interest really quick. Yeah, you're like, can we do anything else? <laughs> <laughs> that movie's weird. I just saw that actually for the first time, like two, like three weeks ago. Uh, I saw it. I tried watching it, um, and yeah, I got bored. It's kind of <laughs> so boring. It is very boring because it's not. If I remember correctly, the documentary is just. Um, it's like just uh, uh, videotaped interviews of him in Russia, right? It's interviewed. No, he wasn't in Russia. It was interviews of him in like China or something, or Venezuela or something. At one point, they go to Venezuela, or Glenn Greenwald goes to Venezuela. Um, yeah, and his like partner gets like stopped at the border. I mean, it's interesting. Like the movie has this really good rise in tension, but it's just you have to endure so much exposition. I'm like, I don't think this movie makes the actual nut really clear right oh my god a little so. choice of words um <laughs> so yeah okay so i forgot what so josh yeah that's good josh good 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 selection yes. for uh citizen four good call wouldn't be the first movie on netflix that i would uh choose to bone to but yeah not not my what? top not necessarily Teach. my last either each his own each his own for sure i mean like it's sort yeah it's sort of like the schindler's list move that was the original on netflix and chill seinfeld schindler's right. list. <laughs> schindler's list to be honest <laughs> yeah it is so yeah netflix and chill was dumb um i don't know was it dumb it was like funny for a little bit just like every meme i thought it was no i thought it was funny i still think it's sort of like so it's like sort of the idea of it is funny it is. But, yeah. And you know what's funny is, like, the, the meme iterations, right? Yes, so yes, like, yes. So, like, there's Netflix and chill, but then in the sports world, like, there's, like, NBA and chill. Right. And then there's, like, you know what I mean? It's, like, the way that the internet takes a meme and then uses it elsewhere. Totally. And then, what like, makes comments funny. on, like, the nature of the meme by cho- changing up the meme. Right, right, Yeah, right. I love So Netflix that and Chill was a big one. Netflix and Chill. That's a really good one. That's a really good one. Yeah. Um, I'm veering us slightly away from memes, but I am very down to return back to it because there's so many. But 
this was also the year of really, I think, like the first prime example of corporate co-opted artificial beefs. Huh. Okay. I feel like there was, this year was filled with celebrity beefs and they all mm. felt really, they mm. felt real in that the people in them were really doing them. But like when I think of a real beef, these years beefs feel really fake to me in a way. Mm. What do you think? Can you, can you, can you give me a specific example? Like, uh, I mean, like, like the Drake and Meek Mill beef, that was, like, yes. sort of real. But now that diss track has been nominated for a Grammy? <laughs> the, uh, oh, his, like, the second one that got played back fucking everywhere. Back to back or whatever, back to back. Back to back, yeah. Like, what? Are you joking? Like, like you, like, your beef managed to work in terms of advertising your Beats 1 radio program? Like, okay. And then, like, Taylor Swift and Nicki Minaj, that was a pretty real beef. But then the Nikki and Miley beef that sort of like uh, came out of it felt sort of state. I don't know. It was just the beef to me has always been something that's sort of like the last relic of like really real personality behind these overly manicured public figures. And when I think of like beefs, my first thought is like I think of like '90s rap, and I think of like beefs that really like ended with people dying. So like that, I don't. I'm not like nostalgic to go back to that. That was like really scary and really sad. But like, yeah, I don't know. There have been other beefs since. There's there's you know the Jay Z Nas beef was like really interesting and was really about something and about New York and about rap and like they worked it out and it was like a real thing. But all of these beefs, one, they don't really get worked out. They just kind of become irrelevant. Like the beef, well, because, the beef is contingent right. on our attention, which isn't to right. me the real formula of a beef. A beef shouldn't need us. The beef should be about the people in it. It's very true. And you know what? This kind of thing happens in the sports world a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if, if people are aware or remember this, but in 2013 there was like a, a quote-unquote beef between Dwayne Wade and uh, Kevin Durant. Oh, yes. Of, uh, I do remember yes. this. I don't remember what it was over, but I, of course, remember And that. it was really dumb. They called each other out on Twitter and Instagram, and then it ended up being, like, a lead-up to a Gatorade commercial. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Right. No, I'm not kidding you at all. Wow. That is... Okay, so, like, this is not a 2015 thing. This is absolutely a 2013 thing. Wow. Holy but shit. In the, right. But just this, this kind of thing, it's, like, new in the music world this year. Right. But it, it, the same thing, we're like, back in the 80s, in the NBA, guys had beef, they would, like, actually fight with their fists on the court, right. and, like, they didn't like each other, for reals didn't like each other. Totally, and, like... And, like, right now these two guys are, like, beefing on the internet, but it's really because they're both Gatorade athletes. Yes, no, that's a really great example, because, like, I'm sure you would, I mean, I'm sure you can speak to it better than me, but, like... If you're talking about something that's been co-opted by brands, like, the sports world is definitely one in which, like, sponsorship and, like, corporate interests, like, rules. And that's, like, a probably, that is where something like this would start, where something like music is more subliminal and it's not as put on as it is with sports. Right. You wouldn't necessarily think of, like, I mean, maybe now you would, like, corporatism and and uh, and music, but, like, the idea of, like, music, you don't really need corporate backing except for like your record label or even if you're like an independent person you really don't need you know corporate backing from anything no totally and i mean that's sort of like the weird thing about the drake meek mill beef was that it sort of like circumvented any like traditional models of distribution it was like through soundcloud it was like dropping on the internet it was happening over twitter but it still just felt like it 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 all went back to some top it went back to like something that was not real i don't know it was just really weird it was a very strange and I felt myself being really like half in it, half not in it. Hmm. I don't know. The beef, yeah. the beef is weird. Is weird. The beef is very. The beef, beef's weird. Beef's weird. Um, I will say that uh, I feel like there were way more music videos that had like straight up advertisements in them. Oh, I know. It's like doesn't crazy. it feel like every every single time you know like Nicki Minaj always puts uh, her her Moscato drinking in her music videos, and everybody has like a beats, be- pill. A beats, beats pill, a beats pill, yeah. And then like the 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 like the the mate fit um like uh, fitness shaker I see like all the time and like uh, what is that the thing that looks like you're giving a hand job? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's like a it's like a just a bottle that you like shake up uh, 
um, like protein powder in. Oh, it's like okay. Something like you, a martini you, something shaker? You drink, <laughs> something you drink out of. Yeah, yeah, kind of. But it's something you drink out of like after you work out. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. Yeah. But it's just, it just feels like the artists are more and more chucking their stuff full with with advertisements. And it kind of makes sense because they don't make money off of record sales right. anymore. No, totally. I mean, like, it does make sense. I get it. So they have interest in like drubbing up, they have like an interest in drubbing up beef like this to get more eyes on them yeah for sure for that week like all the eyes are going to be yeah. on them you know like it's right. like you're you're commanding the news cycle more than anything else it's weird it's weird right it's weird, it's weird. so lame beefs get out of here lame you're not welcome Where's in the beef? not here right more like uh i don't know what's the opposite of a beef like a like tofu <laughs> an olive branch yeah tofu yeah, no, most definitely. Oh my god, plug for no tofu. Get into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, your call. You go. Okay, uh, this is a pretty big one. Um, Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, Caitlyn Jenner. My god. When did that... That's a good one. When did that launch? When did that magazine cover go live? Uh, was it in the summer? It was, right? It was Let like early see. summer. It was like June. Like June? Okay. They released the cover in maybe early May. Because that was the moment. Right, the cover was the moment. Yeah, Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, yeah, like she's definitely one of the top three name checks of the year. That's for sure. Right, like her name and check, Donald definitely. Trump, and like, who, like you know, those are just sort of like the names that are going to be synonymous with this year. I don't know. I mean, like the the Caitlyn Jenner up and down is a lot for my precious heart. <laughs> it is. It is a lot. I think you probably do. You, do you feel? Um, I personally feel like maybe she, we. I think everybody was maybe too too eager to jump on board the let's all love Caitlyn Jenner boat. Yes, def- yeah. It's. I mean, it's no. It's such a. It's a really. It's a hard thing to. ID it's a hard because right. It it's is like. In a way, like yeah, that's exactly the problem. But in a way, to say that that's a problem is like not. The problem, uh, or is not ID so, the thing? Isn't it so? It's such an annoying thing to compromise and have to like. You know what I mean? It is. Like, it's as soon hard. As, it, as soon as it happened, it was like, okay, that's cool. Like you want to feel good about it because you want like society to like you know progress and be more open and okay with everything. Right, but then suddenly the Kardashianness of it was like inescapable. <laughs> right, and just like the the stuff about like I don't know the fact that like it's a very selfish thing to be able to like go through this process as like cleanly as she did. And, right. you know, right. there's been so many other, uh, uh, transsexual people that like have made this journey that like society didn't really care about. Right. And that's the thing. I felt like we had a bunch of them that were good enough for now. <laughs> you know, like I feel like Laverne Cox, Janet Mock, Carmen Carrera, like, you know, these were all people that were more indicative of like, the non-privileged transitioning, you know? And, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's also this whole other thing of, like, why is it only, like, um, female... Like, why is it only male-to-female transitions, you know? male-to-female, yeah, right. you're never really hearing Chaz Bono, like, go on TV and, like, speak for the movement. So, I mean, there is still this, like, hint of male privilege, even though, like, the maleness is aside from the point. But... I don't know. Yeah, it just felt weird. I mean, I kind of wish that Caitlyn Jenner... My idea would have been if Caitlyn Jenner was like, thank you for the love, thank you for the support, I'm like, this is like an exciting time for me. Like, I'm going to hand the mic over to people that can articulate this better at this moment. And but it is, the, it is the, like... You're right, it is the Kardashian-ness of like, it's me! It's me, yeah. It's kind of like... I mean, yeah. it's interesting because you sort of who Bruce was relative to the Kardashians was like some kind of opposite. You know, he was sort of like, you know, not as, in a he's way. He's the butt of the he joke, the butt right? of the joke. And he was sort of like the Ricky to their Lucy, like a little more like, oh God, these girls who like love attention and love like commanding the spotlight and sort of like, he was always just that. And so when you then think of like the tragedy of kind of living amongst that and sort of almost in a way desiring to be able to like, tap into your femininity when you're surrounded in a house full of women who are like very traditionally feminine, um, whatever that means. I get why you would then want to be like, okay, now that I'm transitioning, I want to like be full out and like have the Kardashian experience. But that is like a very non-political thing. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm kind of like, girl, did you need to take on this responsibility? Like just 
take your, I don't know, I just don't get it. Like, I don't really get why this, like, right-wing human had to be, like, Oh, that's the other weird thing. It's like, okay, you're, okay, transitioning from man to woman, but you're against gay marriage? I mean, I was just, it's like. Such weird shit. It's so it's weird shit. I'm like, can you work this out by yourself? Illogical. So illogical. It's, yeah, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. I mean, like, in a way, it's sort of, like, yeah, no, I don't know. I mean, I want to say that it's, like, interesting to have someone who is transsexual who is not liberal so that it, like, challenges our notions in a way that's not just, like, if you're left, you're open, and if you're right, right. you're not. But it also kind of actually does the opposite. It just cements that, <laughs> you know? Mm, like, it's just infuriating. I don't know why it is, but it is. It's so infuriating. It's like, come on! It's like, wow, okay, good for you. I'm glad that you have all the means to just fully, like, live your life and still you're not having any sort of, you have begrudging compassion. (laughs) Chica. I will say she looks great, though. She looks incredible. Yeah. Like, Bruce was not looking great. Caitlin is like, I was like, yes, here it is. Here's the face. She looks more comfortable now. Yes. But Bruce, before the, the operation happened, he did, like, kill a woman. Oh my <laughs> Do you remember that? god, how could I for literal get? Yeah. <laughs> what if yeah. Lindsay are like, I don't know who Bruce is, but Kate's yeah, right. doing nothing. They're like, Jesus, all right, fine, I guess. I'm his twin sister. I'm his twin sister. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that a parrot? No. Um, that was crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. So yeah. She's uh She's she's definitely privileged and a big name for 2015, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's this was just such a year for like that for like trans rights and like the momentum was just so real. I don't feel like Caitlyn stalled it, but I also don't feel like she progressed it and I kind of hope that now that like the fervor is like down a little, she can just do her thing and we can listen to people that are actually interesting to listen to. Laverne Cox is incredibly articulate. I don't need to really hear anyone figure it out as they go like they can do that privately if you want someone to speak at events it should be someone who's like articulate very true very true be true all right well go to hell oh my god no (laughs) (laughs) what else what else went down this year what is the truth do you have uh do you have anything uh uh, to add i i just gave us uh caitlin um let me see like a person like a person um, someone I was like loving this year was Serena Williams giving me life in twenty fifteen. Yes, Serena, she uh, she almost did the uh, full uh, uh, Grand Slam in a year. Right. She fell short at the the last one, the the U.S. Open, but yeah, she she killed it this year. She killed it. This was a really was this the year that people kind of finally gave her her due, or is that just like how I felt? No, that's probably just how you felt. She's been, like, really destroying competition for, like... I mean, she's pretty much been the best women's tennis player for the last 10 years. That I've known, uh, but has, it, has she been considered, like, the greatest athlete alive for the last 10 years? Uh, no, no. I mean, she just, like... I think maybe just now she is getting older, but she's still, like, as dominant as she's ever been. Yeah. And maybe that's... You know, it's just her like career has been something where it's like, okay, when she's like locked in, she's the best. But a lot of times she kind of she has like other interests. So she doesn't really give 100 percent. You know, she's like a designer. She likes to do her own thing. And, you know, she kind of just like plays it by ear. She's like, oh, if I wanted like really take it easy, this this go around to the Australian Open, like I'm not worried about it. But then like when she's focused, it's like, holy shit. Right. Um, but this year she kind of like put it all together and she had like a really great year top to bottom, but then just fell short. Oh, I mean, it was such a, I, like watching that her final at the U S open was just like heartbreaking. She oh. lost to some like it, Italian, no, no name, some no name Italian. How? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> what if it was just a plate of linguine holding a, <laughs> holding a, it was, it was a cut, a cardboard cut out of chef Boyardee. <laughs> And Serena's like, she's just so good. Oh, she's exhausting me. I get her strategy. Yeah. It's like, uh-huh. right. Um, so yeah, Serena. Serena's a good choice. I like. I like Serena. Um, Loved her. In terms of people, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, in terms of what people. about a, right? What about a hmm? Mm, what, what about the uh, return of Adele? Does that does that tick, tickle your jingle a little bit? It kind of jingles my tick. Um, yeah, I mean that's a good. I mean. 
Oh, I got a, I got a good one. Oh, hit it. Jared Fogle. Oh, that just gave me a like a rush of euphoria. Why am I loving it, his pain? Um, it gave you a six inch baguette. Yeah, <laughs> six inch uh, honey roasted roll. Yeah, he gave us he gave me a veggie delight this year. If you feel me? <laughs> um, oh my god, yes. If we're talking about like celebrities, people, entertainers, whatever. Yeah. Fogues trumps Adele. <laughs> yes. In terms Fogues of command Adele. of my water cooler, that's for sure. <laughs> Jesus, Christ, Jesus Christ. We I am I'm still so sure that he's done something worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Oh, definitely. He was just so willing to be like, yeah, 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 no, no. Oh, that porn's mine. Send me to jail. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 no, I did. I totally did it. And they're like, okay, are you sure? And he's like, mm-hmm, don't look at anything else. Like, right. <laughs> I'm like, do you have a sex slave? Like, what is going on? The craziest thing was the person, the the journalist who like committed to becoming his his friend for like years and years just to undermine him and then like turn him in for. I pedophilia. forget that. Can you give a quick synop of that person? It's a yeah. A there girl was like a, a guy? yeah. It was a woman. It was a woman and she right. was like yeah. She was like a journalist and she kind of like I don't know how she got inkling that he was like some kind of, you know a pedophile, but she like did the dirty work. She like w- like moved around to his like shitty little town in Indiana. Kind of like wormed her way into uh, Jared Fogel's like inner circle, and then eventually, like I think she she knew she knew that he was into something like that. But then I think she would like go up to him and like kind of discreetly be like, "Hey, me and my husband are like into like doing things with like little kids." No. And like, oh fuck! Yes, yes. I'm Fogel. I'm, yes. I'm Fogel. Fogel, like what he hear. Like, um, yeah, right. Okay. Wait, that is. So intense. She like Janet Renoed her. Is that she the did. name of that woman? She, uh, Janet Reno? No, she's like a former Secretary of State <laughs> under Bill Clinton. Who am I thinking Janet of? Reno. Who? Oh, um. She Woodward Don- and Burnt. She deep throated it. She deep throated it. But she did. Deep- but who was the woman who scooped um, Monica Lewinsky? The one she trusted, Linda Tripp. She Linda, Linda Tripp. Tripp. She Linda tripped her big time. Oh, that is so. I wonder what the inkling was. Uh, hold on. Let me, should I Google this and, and just get, give it a give the rundown here? Let me see. Yeah, like a real Wikipedia. quick. I think our fans Jared want closure Fogel. to Fogel watch. I think we do. I mean, he's like in jail, right? Have they thrown him into prison? He must. I don't know. That's a good question. I think he was definitely like arraigned and sentenced. Do you, do you normally go to jail right after? Do they give you like a month or something? Something like this, I they usually throw the book at you pretty quickly. Like the the Sandusky dude, he's like in prison, and that took like less than a year. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Once okay. they know like, 15 years and eight months in prison. That's not that. That's not that much. That's not that bad. Let me see if I can, as a condition to his plea deal, according to the documents, federal prosecutors, Fogel, uh, finder's fee. Oh, adult prostitutes a finder's fee for younger sex partners. But it doesn't say, this. Art, the Wikipedia article doesn't like go into who did it. Who the heck um, did this? Yeah. The 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 epic journalist who like kind of un, undid him doesn't really get into it. Oh, she needs a biopic stat. Come on, Wikipedia. Give us the facts. Um. Well, either way, he was the dude this year. <laughs> like his he definitely was a dude was this year. So odd. I really just did not see that happening. But at the same time, I wasn't surprised at all. I know. Me neither. I looked at him and I'm like, yeah, this dude's a perv. That's for sure. Um. <laughs> In terms of other people who ran 2015, I have one. Um, The motherfucking Pope who, like, ran (laughs) New York for, like, a good month. Yeah, the Pope was dope. The Pope killed it. Yeah, he literally was the king of the city. Like, King Kong had nothing on him. Like, Pope John Paul in a Training Day remake, putting my money on it. Good. I'm glad the Catholic Church is. I'm glad the Catholic Church is like finally on someone's good list for for once. I know for once. Like I'm definitely still split. I'm like, remember when he met with um, what's her face? Yeah, the the idiot from Kentucky. Yeah, the one who wore like a blue T-shirt and screamed for 45 minutes, and people called her a hero. Oh my god. Uh, But I mean, I just loved the air in New York when the Pope was there. It was like Beatlemania. (laughs) Yeah. Did they? What happened? Did you have to go through like security checkpoints when you got in the subway? I was just shot on sight six times. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I didn't have to do anything, but there were definitely parts of the city where like there was like if you were in Midtown, there was like random blockades. 
um, like, or just, like, those metal things. I was like, is there, like, another bike race? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, it's just week six of the Pope being here. Never mind. Um, but it was kind of cool. I don't know. It was, like, uh, it's, like, because celebrity is ha- has become such a sort of, like, religious type of thing, like, fame is, like, this religious activity, it was funny to have this representative of a religion uh, treated like a celebrity. It felt like the fusion of these two worlds that are already kind of similar anyway. <laughs> uh, he was like Kim Kardashian at Barnes and Noble signing selfish or something. It was like <laughs> exciting to see this thing. You'd but it's like the Pope signing the Bible. <laughs> like technically you didn't write this, but I right. guess I'll get you to sign it. Right. Um, so he was definitely someone who ran 20 Sarks Tarn. Good job. Hey, okay, so this is something that we can talk about that um, is very memorable for 2016. How epic of a fuck-up the justice system often is, as shown in popular series Serial and Making a Murderer. Yes, so good. And in the endless non-indictments of police officers. (laughs) Yes, yes. This was the year of justice failing us repeatedly. It is not a coincidence that true crime should be so popular right now. Because um, yeah. uh, what what happened to, to the the officers who who shot Tamir Rice? They didn't get a. Uh, oh, were you not on get... the internet? I'll give you one hint. What no. went down? Well, no, they did. <laughs> I know that they got off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that they got off. Boy, did they! They got off right. in every sense of the word. Yeah. They were just climaxing in the cab ride back to their hotel. How do you get off from shooting a kid who was had an airsoft gun? An air, like lit. I I was. It was just so... I'm baffled by all of them and disturbed by all of them and saddened by all of them, but this one was, like, comical. It was just, like, there is it's like, just no dignity. How does that happen? How? How? Was your life really... Were you fearing for your life, a 12-year-old? I mean, it was just so sad. It was just, like... These people are so scared of black bodies that even a 12-year-old is a threat to them. <laughs> like, if you were really that concerned couldn't you have gotten on your like police bullhorn and been like hey is that a gun yeah hey what is that what are you holding yeah hey put that down (laughs) and then like assess the situation from there totally or here i have an idea if you were really 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 scared maybe go back to your car and be like "Mm, being a cop is not for me (laughs) i'm someone who gets scared of 12 year olds don't know if i should be a defender of the law i'm scared of that midget over there like you shouldn't be a cop brother that was just so ridiculous meanwhile you have this militia in Oregon oh, man. holding an entire, what, like building, occupying a building, holding a building I have hostage? No idea. I've yet to read the think pieces on this on this Oregon, Oregon militia. The Oregon militia. Oh, yeah, Oregon militia. But what's it called? I saw that they were uh, naming it Y'all I, th- I, I saw that they were naming it Y'all Qaeda. Y'all Qaeda? Who said yeah. that? That is so funny. I saw that it on Twitter or something. So good. That was like when everybody called the Tom Hardy football deflate gate scandal ball gauzy. <laughs> yeah, ball gauzy. Tom the Brady, you mean? Suffix was my what did I say? Tom Hardy. You said Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the revenant was a metaphor for deflate gate, right. I think. It was. Um, it was. But yeah, no, I like I love that Gauzy is the new gate and I love that um Kada is the new like whatever. Like, but it's just, yeah, right. It's just hilarious because people are like accusing them of being terrorists, and then they are terrorists. The fact that they're like just white inbred yokels, and it's like you know y'all Kata, That's perfect. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. But yeah, where's the national guard? Where are the tanks? Where's the tear gas? Well, they're like I mean they're like they're go. They said that they're gonna like fight the feds. So if it comes down to it, I don't think they've killed anybody yet. But I think they're like trying to stand up to the government. That's. Great, but I think we should do an airstrike yeah. and blow the building up. Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god! Uh, you wouldn't hear me be upset about it if that happened. Yeah, I'd be curious if we hear anyone <laughs> be upset about. It. I mean, I just think it's like the hypocrisy is just is is earth shattering. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's just so clear who people are scared of and who they're not. I don't know. It's just. It's just beyond. I saw The Hateful Eight a couple days ago in L.A., and there is a, a line in it where um, white people don't feel safe unless black people are scared. It's just like this throwaway line. And it's, like, haunting. It's, like, so real. It's completely Did you like real. that movie? Um, I did. I, yeah, I did. I liked it more than I thought I would. I thought it was pretty good. It was um, 
I don't like Django. I think Django's Unchained is like pretty bad. So I was like going into it thinking that late period Tarantino was just going to be like a bunch of Django's. But it's not. It's sort of like it's more like Reservoir Dogs meets like um like a western. It's just like eight people in a room pretty much for like two and a half hours. It's 3 hours long. I saw like the 70 millimeter roadshow version which has an overture and intermission and like three minutes more and it's filmed on 70 millimeter film. So it's gorgeous. Um, but it's actually, it was interesting to see it's, it. Tarantino is in like such a weird headspace right now. These movies are all about, they're taking place a little before and a, or a little after the civil war. The violence is more intense than it's ever been. The blackness is like, actually present it's not just like the excessive use of the n-word that tarantino loves it's actual black people taking command of being black and talking about blackness it's like it's and then he got in trouble with the nypd for going to a black lives matter rally um i think the i think he's in like a really interesting headspace right now and he's actually sort of like becoming a bit more political inadvertently like he's taking on these genres to do political things like tarantino's used to do movies that took place in modern day. You know, all his movies. His last three movies have been period pieces. I think he's, like, interested in going backwards to talk about things now. Um, um, you should definitely see it. Uh, did you like Django Unchained? Uh, I, I, I was just one of those... I, I mean, I, it was, it was like, entertaining. Uh, you know, it was, like, typical... Yeah, it's, like, fun. Tarantino... Enough. Yeah, right. Tar- Tarantino, like, revenge story kind of thing. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, I didn't hate it's it. fine. It's not great. It's just like the, yeah, no, yeah. no, I didn't hate it either. It's just so, it's such a subpar Tarantino, I think, if you've seen some of his other stuff. Uh, but anyway, all this is a digression from the fact that the root... The fucked up justice yeah, system. Yeah, the root cancer that makes Hateful Eight feel relevant in any way, unfortunately, is that the justice system is messed up. Best exemplified by this Netflix nightmare called Making a Murderer. Yeah. I know, like... Uh, people are so uh, it's so crazy like i just saw on facebook that like, obama is like talking about it and like how he needs to like get re re uh did he get is this something i can trust i don't even know it's just the the headline says says president of the united states says free stephen avery but then you click on it it's like one of these petitions so oh. obama did not talk about he it he didn't say anything God. we were saying it to him right being like obama please <laughs> I don't know. I saw it, and I still kind of think that he did it. <gasps> you do? Wait. <laughs> yeah. <come> what? On. <laughs> yeah. Come on. What the fuck? Wait. I am select John. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. He's like this fucking weird inbred do- guy from Wisconsin. Like, come on. You think? So, on. You think he? Did what else it? does he have to do besides <laughs> rape and kill this woman? I don't know. Collect the thirty-six million dollars he was about to collect. <laughs> Meh. No, come on. They got $36 million, so come on. You're telling me this guy was about to make all this money and just couldn't help himself? Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, my thing is, like, where's who did it? If he didn't do it, who did it? I realize, like, it's not up to his defense lawyers to name someone who did it. Right. It's just their, their job to, like, cause reasonable doubt or whatever. Right. That's just how it works. We should wait. But really my thing quickly, is like, let's give like a quick synopsis of what this is for anyone in this earth who hasn't seen it. Okay, so basically, Stephen Avery uh, is is a guy who spent eighteen years in in prison, and he was un, unlawfully um, um, thrown in jail for committing a rape that they later discovered uh, was uh, uh, the victim was attacked by another rapist who like either admitted to it or they had tested new DNA to prove that Stephen Avery didn't do it. So he gets freed from jail. After he's out, he sues the county jail for $36 million. Um, and then all of a sudden he becomes a prime suspect in a murder case. They find evidence, uh, in his front yard. They find like the, the victim's car in his family's, uh, junkyard. Um, but then like the documentary goes into like all these crazy things, like, just weird stuff like the police had had a like a a frozen jar of his blood that had like a hole in the top perfect for the size like, of a syringe perfect for the size of a syringe and there was only like splat like little perfectly like sized splatters of blood in his car so uh and he got convicted of murder and now he's back in prison like um, nightmare on elm street that was a great synopsis but and the thing is like the cops who 
had it out for him the first time are the same cops who threw him in jail this time. Right, even though because of that very fact, they said that they would be not involved in the investigation and they're involved in the And they in very much step. were. Yeah, right. Almost like the most important ones. Right, yeah, every major step. I mean, there's just so... I don't want to, like, ruin it. People should just see the documentary to see, like, the amount of shadiness. Um, Fucked upness. And also, it's yeah. worth noting that, like, Stephen Avery was most likely going to get that $36 million because, like, it became so evident that the police had mishandled his case to like a ridiculous degree that the typical insurance policy that this national police department oh, yeah. is under they, like, refused, refused to, to cover the yeah. expenses. So this police department was going to not go bankrupt, but like a lot of infrastructural money was about to be siphoned because they had to pay out of pocket for this $36 million lawsuit that they conveniently don't have to pay when the person suing them goes to jail. <laughs> I can't believe you think he did it. <laughs> I don't know. Just look at him. Does he look like someone who could murder someone? You, uh, you sound like everyone probably on that jury. <laughs> also, the stupid. Uh, I know. I realize like his uh, his nephew's an idiot, but he did like say that he he like in the series he like says he does it, and then he says he doesn't do I it like four or five times. Kill the nephew. The nephew. The nephew's was, like. I want to run. The nephew's over. like. Did they like tell him to say it? And then he like gets confronted by his mom. He's like, "Mom, I didn't say it." And then like later on the phone, he's like, "Mom, we did it." It's like, dude, come on, did it happen or not? Get it together! Like, like stop being. How an hard idiot. is that? And he's like, yeah. "They just got in my head." I want to be like, nah, 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 and like punch him in the face. I want to punch him. I'm like, let natural selection kick in. This dude needs to be executed. It has nothing to do with he crime. Does. Yeah, idiocy like this does. should not go on living. Right. So maybe he didn't do it. I don't know. What are they going to do, though? I mean, what's going to happen? This guy's going to rot in jail. He's gonna, Adnan Syed. I think Adnan did it. <laughs> oh I think he did it. Come on. That guy did it. I think they both did it. I love that you are a, you're angry at the lack of justice, and yet every one of his convictions <laughs> is definitely your vibe. <laughs> like, those two I, I can get on board with. Like, the Tamir Rice one is like, come on. Right. You fuck that up. Right, right, right. No, I mean, you know, I think it's fair to challenge the documentary. The documentary definitely goes into it being like, okay, so this guy didn't do it. Here's all the reasons Yeah, right. That That's my thing. Yes. And then, like, when you talk to people about it, they act like it's, like, factual, you know, this is some, like, unbiased thing. It's like, no, these documentary makers, like, go at, go into this, like, feature, like trying to dissuade you from thinking that he, he did it. But it's just so outrageous. I mean, okay, here's the thing, though. I will say this. The police are not going into this, and they say this in documentary. The police are not framing who they think is an innocent person. They also yeah, think right. they did it, right? And they're just trying to make sure that the case. Maybe they're manipulating the case in right. like an unbelievable way. I think, um, but I think they have the intentions of putting who they think is a guilty man right. behind bars. So, and this like right, and this kind of is something that they talk about a lot in the wire, where it's like not necessarily about getting it right they just want to put it away right. and like get the stats up right exactly exactly they just want to put an end to it but i mean true crime this year drove everyone crazy yeah what are we thinking about the it new did. season of serial should we do a quick check-in yeah i kind of think well okay so the qu- new season of serial about the 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 u.s soldier bo bergdahl who got captured by the taliban in afghanistan in 2009 for base he just all he did he like he got captured by the Taliban, but that's because he, like, got up and walked off the army base, which is, like, number one, underline, no, you do not do this. Right, going and, in Under any circumstances, like yeah, right, right. Um, and so I'm, like, super curious about what they're going to talk about in the later episodes, because, like, this guy, there were so many media reports about, like, the weird shit that he was doing and, like, the circumstances surrounding him going AWOL that hopefully they're going to get into more of, of that and, like what happened and hopefully they're going to like ask him about it directly because the first three episodes that have been released so far, like, uh, like the first one was kind of like the, it was like the back, some, some of his background of the story, which is important because the story's pretty complicated, even though it's pretty all over the place. Right. And it's kind of like goes into like the different military nomenclature and and, and like jargon for, uh, the different stuff that they do and like kind of explains like the whole scenario and the setup and all that stuff. And then the first, the second episode is like what happened in his point of view, and then the third one is what happened to the Taliban's point of view, so right? Good. Or I think in the second one they do a bit of the Taliban and oh, also yeah, the right. soldiers. They talk to the other soldiers who are looking right, for right, him, right, right, right. Which is oh, and so then the third good. one, right? 
And then the third one is him talking about escaping. You're right, attempting to escape. It's really intense. It's really good. The crazy part is her just being like, so I called the Taliban. And then it's like, <laughs> it's like the Taliban stupid, part like, on the other end. Like that serial music comes in. I'm like, oh my God, Sarah's getting a little full of herself. How do you just nonchalantly be like, so I called the Taliban? Please go into detail. How did you do that? She's like in a Panera bread using their free Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like, hi, Sarah Koenig here. Like, ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. They're like, is there a xylophone in the background? We can't hear right. you. <laughs> um, yeah, no. But I love it. I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm on board. I kind of wish Sarah was the one interviewing Bo. I think there's a big yeah, loss this season by not having a converse, in an intimate conversation between Sarah and this guy be repeating hopefully they will get to that and she, like, did talk to him because I think you're right. I think that's a big loss. It's a big loss, yeah. If she doesn't actually have, like, audio of her directly talking to Bo Bergdahl. Yeah, because that was, I think, the real hook of the first season, the intimacy of, like, her conversations with um, Adnan. But, yeah, no, I'm hoping that it's building. If it's building to maybe, like, Sarah's understanding of this case and the last episode features her talking to him, that would be a pretty powerful kind of last situa- episode situation. So we'll see. But I don't think it's as hot this year. I don't think people are frying the way they were. No, no. I mean, I think people get way more riled up about, like, perceived injustices. That's probably why, like, right. this right. this is the making murder is so, so crazy right now. Yes. Um, and it's, it's like, so, so much more relatable, you know? It's, like, it's in Baltimore. It's about a high school, a couple high school teenagers mm-hmm. and, like, Talking about like school and cell phones and you know I don't know it, it just feels it's mo- way way more accessible than than the weird you know uh, nicknames the military has for stuff and like talking about the the Taliban and Afghanistan that's like something that people I think try to ignore is like the wars and stuff like that yeah totally which is funny because I think that the way they're telling it is like the best way to get common people to understand it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I, I've been, I'm like super uh, anticipating the next one. I think it's out in, on the seventh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, took Thursday. a week off, as did we. Once again, serial biting our style. Yeah. So um, this one will premiere this episode before Thursday, though. Yeah. It was going which up. Which is good. Maybe so, even sorry, tonight. Sarah. Looks like we're gonna run this week for once. Um. Okay. Should we do it? I want to do a quick, like, not even like discuss them too much, but the top three like hot news stories of the year or like my favorite news story of the year. I'll just even just pick one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know if it happened this year. <laughs> I think it did, but was the Malaysia airline flight this year? Hmm. That might've been 2014. Let me see. I've never been so scared in my life. God. It's a- a- Malaysian air flight 370, right? Yes. Ooh, sorry, bro. No, no, no. <laughs> like 2011. Mar- March 8th, 2014. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, well, my biggest outrage is that we still don't know where that shit is. <laughs> like, pardon me? Okay, well, then I guess my other favorite news story this year was, like, Supreme Court legalizing same-sex marriage. That was fun. Mm, yeah, that's a big one. That was a fun Good day. job. Yeah, any big Good job, news Supreme story Court. Um, hmm, news stories... One that was like pretty satisfying, I, I, not satisfying, heartbreaking, but also like at least his assholes like getting what oh, is coming to the him. The rape cop. Rape cop was big, but Bill Cosby, I think, oh, is like oh wow, very relevant too in the last week. Yeah, Bill Cosby one is like big. I mean, yeah. that guy, I loved Bill Cosby, yeah. and then like you, you, like I didn't realize that he had all these like allegations thrown at him over the years, but then like. Once it happened, and it just like the door opened, and it was like, "Holy shit! Right. This guy is a monster." <laughs> no, totally monster. Monster. My god, my god. Oh yeah, that one's intense. That one's a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love that. Story. Love that. Um, okay, so should we pick our devil tongue and good friend of the year? Mm, yeah, let's do it. So I think that the good friend of the year was, (laughs) I don't even know how to to articulate it. I think this was a, um, okay, so I think my choice is sort of, is like, there's, I have one choice and it's like both. It's like the best part and it was also like the devil, it's a devil tongue and it's a good friend. But I think 2015 was really the year of straight up being black. (laughs) Okay. okay. I think this was a very 
this was a really interesting year in terms of year? black identity and black. I think it black. was, I think it was a good year in terms of like visibility of like some of the shit that that black the black community like has to go through. Yes, yeah. Like, really understanding like how fucked up some of it is sometimes. Totally, there is like a. You know what I mean. I think yeah no completely there was a um there was a real like articulateness of the black experience that was like harrowing at sometimes and like profoundly moving to me at other times and I think like the Bill Cosby thing is like part of that and I think in in like a really like real way because you know naturally just because of like the history of what Bill Cosby means and you know how a lot of black I famous people right now are sort of grappling with their relationship to him and wanting to defend him which I understand I don't support on any level because it's like hello what on earth is it's such a tough emotion to like you know what I mean it's it's like it's like almost it's almost like akin to the people's emotions with like Michael Jackson to some degree maybe not Michael Jackson was not nearly like he didn't have nearly as crazy um accusations levied at him and I'm not as confident about the accusations at all with Michael I think personally which is kind of intense to say but I think it's just kind of like grappling with this emotion of like wow this is a guy that I loved and now like this totally totally someone whose demons are equal to their gifts it's kind of like you know it's a lot to like to hold on to and and you know you have like that and um I don't know. It was sort of like, I was like thinking Black about, Lives Matter. Yeah, Black Lives Matter, which is like a profoundly, I mean, it's just like the effects of that movement are 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 not insignificant. They're like really no, no. major. Like, And it's, st- it's still like the thing that's still going on today. Yes, so, it's I an mean, ongoing it's like, movement. It's not like it's, I mean, it's not like it's like slowing down anytime. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, if anything has become clear with the Samir Rice moment, it's that there is no moment for it to slow down. I mean, like, Within the Black Lives Matter movement, did you know that, like, there's already um, power systems in play for when its leaders get assassinated? Did you know that? Whoa. That the Black Lives They're Matter, very... like, communities, like, Jesus. already planned for who would succeed to take over certain positions. Like, what the ropes are. Because that's how prepped they are for, like, right. this movement well, to be you know, ongoing. Organization is, like, the key to to maintaining, a, you know, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. More power to him. Totally. It's, like, really great. So, and, I mean, like, the Chicago police chief stepping <clears> down. Right. Like, you know, the, I don't know. It's, the grand jury against the, the, the Missouri cops who, who shot uh, Michael Brown. Right, right. And, like, the, the just the shit that was going down in Ferguson. Yes, totally. I mean, it's, like, really, this was, like, a really, really crazy year. And, like, it's really just interesting because the last two years have been so about like whiteness's relationship to blackness you know mm. and about like appropriating and about privilege uh, and like yes. you know even like tv shows like like the popularity of shows like breaking bad and like you know just this idea of like what enjoyment there is when white people sort of have these superficial touches of the black experience and then this year has really just been about the black experience in some way commanded by people of color um, I mean, it's a big deal because, like, people, white people used to just, like, appropriate black people and then no one would say anything. Right, right. But now the fact that, like, people are being like, oh, whoa, like, Iggy Azalea, that's, like, like what are you doing? Yeah, totally. Or, like, Miley Cyrus, like, call, be, people calling her out on her shit is, like, I mean, that's a big, that's, a, like, a, it might seem insignificant, but that's, like, a big step. Yeah, it's all part of this, like, one hurricane. And, like, there's definitely, you know, like, something, obviously some things are more important than others, but it's also, like, it's not negligible. None of them are really negligible. So that was like great. So that's probably mine for both. Okay. It's okay. Well, I'll say this. I'll have a okay, I'm going to end on 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 a on a sad note, but I'll I'll say that my devil tongues go to uh uh Isis and Donald Trump simultaneously. Oh my god, give it. Yes. So, yeah, they can just go but both both go fuck themselves. And both are beyond connected. <laughs> right. And both they are, are beyond connected with each other probably. Did you see the the TV spot? The no, but the, there was like it wasn't ISIS, but it was a different terror group that like used him to like promote their group. I didn't hear, of. but I heard there was like a he weird story about that. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean he shrugs everything off. I know he loves shrugging. I yeah. didn't hear that. That is so funny. <laughs> so that was funny. Uh, like good job for them, but I don't like that they're a terror group. But that was funny. Yeah, it um, is. I mean it, they're paying. A, it just shows you that this dude has is commanding too much attention. Right. And then my uh, sad good friend of the week goes to the author of, of Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin. Why? Is he dead? 
No, he didn't die. Oh my god! No, he oh didn't die. God. However, he did come out and say that the TV series would now be uh, uh, going going ahead and beating the the books. As far as like, he's not going to release a book this anytime Oof. before April. So the show is so now like just TV... veering into its own territory. Yeah, it's like eating its tail right now. Essentially, I mean, he's like, yeah, he he like he posted this huge long blog thing a couple days on January first, like. Kind of like fess up and be like, I I thought I was gonna have it ready by October. October came around, that didn't happen. I thought I was gonna have it until December thirty first, and that came and flew by me. Oh my so, god! He's been working on this book for like six years, and it's just hopefully we'll get it before summer, but I doubt it. Hopefully we get it before the diabetes kicks in. To be quite honest, he, dude, he's sixty seven. Okay, it's been taking him longer and longer each each time he like rights but now that he like came out with this there's like all these weird stories like oh he never intended to finish it oh he only intended it to be three books like he just doesn't there's like weird rumors going around that he hadn't written anything what yeah says who uh, like for coming from who uh it was just like weird fan theories that like because of how busy he is with like road shows and publicity and like making public appearances that he hasn't had time to write anything. Wow, that is so dark, but also, like, real. He's always around. He is always around. But he, like, dispelled those rumors, and, I mean, he ha- he does, like, periodically release snippets of, like, um, preview chapters and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just kind of, he, like, released this statement on his live journal because that's how he communicates with people through live journals. Right. Um, like kind of being like, sorry guys, I'm not gonna have it. I feel really bad. I feel really dumb. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Aww. Which is cool. Like it's cool because like he fessed up and uh, like I have his back 100. I love the books. And, yeah, and books take time. <laughs> right, they take time. And and like Neil Gaiman came to it, came to his defense and be like, he doesn't fucking owe anybody anything. Right. Um, but it's just kind of been a frustrating week to to like be on the internet and see people like poke holes through like the whole. Game of Thrones world, and yeah, it was just frustrating. But no, get, totally. uh, you know what? We love him. Keep doing your thing. Take as much time as you need. Yeah, and honestly, point your finger at the network that couldn't just wait for this shit to be over before they filmed it. I don't know. Like, yeah. Like, right. the, you, they took a slow art form and adapted it into a fast art form and expected the slow art form's pace to match the fast one. <laughs> That's the sad thing is, like, if this were 30 years earlier, like, he would just be chilling, writing his books, and now he's got to, like, answer all these insane fans right. and, like, keep up with this TV show. And It's so crazy. intense. It must be crazy to build something that becomes so much bigger than you. And then you still have authoritative, oh my God. control and right. have to be its face in some way. Can, can you imagine if J.K. Rowling was still writing Harry Potter books? If, like, she was, like, working on the fifth one right now? Oh, my God. Well, you people know were what like, I mean? ah! Um, yeah, fucking hurry up, JK. Like, oh yeah. God. even though she loves it, she's like always writing shit. She, yeah, it's true. She wrote a new play that's like the next one. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that's gonna open in London. It's like jackpot. Oh, and they have like Black Hermione, and right? They have Black Hermione, yeah. Nice. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. Or like whatever. I mean, it's like it's not even anything. It's like yeah, it's right. a play. Like you can do whatever you want. Like what? It's true. And she like came out and pointed out that like the canon never refers to her as white. Totally. Sure, and if, sure and then be. people get really interesting and were like, if anything, right. her hair like they talk about her. Hermione's hair is like such a definitive point of her description. It's like, you know, it's like large, it's curly, it's like untamable. Is like some of the words she uses. So, like a lot of like black writers have sort of pointed to stuff like that. But yeah, no, definitely. Well, I hope George is <laughs> at least enjoying the writing process. <laughs> I think he still does. I hope to God. Let's send him a Trader Joe's gift card and <laughs> tell him to get to work. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, right. Keep off the sugar and soda. Yeah, totally. Should we, um, is it worth doing, like, a what was our, like, movie of the year, TV show of the year, song of the year, book of the year situation? Um, let's do, let's keep it uh, short and sweet. Super Maybe short. we can go TV of the year, TV show of the year. Okay, my TV show of the year was Mr. Robot. On USA. Mm, good call. And I think I know what yours is. But I'm not going to say Game of Thrones. No, I, I, I didn't think you were. What were you going to say? I think you're going to say Fargo. Fargo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. So great. Did you see it? No, I didn't, but I'm watching it. Oh, my it. God. I'm so sorry. Come on. Making the Murderer is not easy to get through. It's like one hour. It's like literally 10 hours. The last five episodes of that show is just video of court proceedings. 
Yeah, <laughs> I know it really is. And also really grainy ones. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, you realize that HD is, like, a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, so far goes your TV show of the year. Mr. Robot is mine. Um, both really good. Both very visually yeah. compelling. Yeah. You know, it's great. Love, love Fargo. Mm-hmm. You should see it. And Mr. Robot's an excellent choice. Yeah, they're both they're both really great. People should watch it. Okay, that feels like a good thing to have a best of, if anything. That feels like the most relevant. And we talk about TV kind of a lot. We talk do about you want to do? Do you want to do movie? Uh, but I don't see any movies. That's my. Th- you know what I mean? Like, I wish I could say movie of the year. It'd probably be The Revenant, just because that's the only movie, movie I've seen, seen like- in 2015. <laughs> you also saw Interstellar, yeah. which came out. Oh, I last saw Night. Year. I saw Nightcrawler too. Right with me. Um, I rewatched that the other night and decided it was kind of dumb. It's kind of dumb, right? But it's also kind of great. I don't know, but it is kind of dumb. It definitely, it it's not as insightful as I think it thinks. It no. Is. Like, really, you're going to give us an expose on local news in 2015? Like, okay. Um, no, I think, I think TV, I think to be real, TV show is like the sort of cultural enterprise that people want to know the best of, just so they know what to watch because there's just so much of it. Yeah. Um, so but anyway, that's that's that's. I think that might wrap it up, huh? That's 2015. What a year! Think, talk, go look at thinking about it. What a year! <laughs> what a time to be alive! What a time to be alive! What a time to wish you were dead. My mixtape, right. I felt all year. <laughs> um, but it was a good year. I mean, it was a it was an interesting year. The year was I very alive. It was very alive. I do think 2016 is going to be the best year ever. You think so? So. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. I have nice. no doubt. I, I have no doubt. It does feel like people are really, it feels like the Star Wars movie. Like, people are ready to sort of, like, like this year and feel good about this year. I am. I am, I definitely too. am. I need it. Let's do it. Let's like, let's like, let's love ourselves in 2016. I love myself. Yes, let's love ourselves. Um, and we also did this podcast for a year. We, yep, over a year. Over a year. Well, that was over, we, it was over a year in, in October, but yes. It was, but then there strong. was a sizable gap before we got on iTunes, so... I think we're, yeah, no, I feel good about it. Still going strong. Keep the listens up because I noticed that our our listeners have been kind of like dropping off week to week, but come on, guys. Guys, stick with us. Keep it up. Yeah, come on. You bastards. (laughs) Because we're not going to stop. Even if there's zero people, I'm still going to be doing a podcast with Rod. Yeah, like this won't end anytime soon. This madness never ends. Until we die. Until we're (laughs) dead. This podcast is going to be our Game of Thrones. Even after the, the technology of podcasts is, is obsolete, we'll still be issuing uh, podcasts. Yeah, so. when we die, we're going to have our brains like sentiently preserved <laughs> in an electronic <laughs> jar, still talking about things. <laughs> yep. Pop culture references. Pop culture references. It's like the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, Jack, All right. cheers to 2016. Cheers to 2016. Let's do it. Let's do it. And. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Run through the meadow and scare up the milking cows. Run down the beach kicking clouds of sand. Walk a windy weather day, feel your face blow away. Stop and listen, love you.